0: Can you remember uh, your first day at something, Uh, your first day at school, your first day at a new job? Last night, somebody said, my first day of retirement. Uh... We, we all have first days, and uh, of course, this is back to school time. We've got kids who this is their first week back, and teachers, this is their first week back, and I don't know who has more stress, the students coming in for the first time or the teachers coming in for uh, back again. Um, these are all fresh start opportunities. We're talking about fresh starts um, for the next few weeks, uh, which is appropriate this time of year. This is one of those seasonal times of, you know, the, we, we come back every year to this season of the fall and new things, um, but there are other seasons in life that come towards us, as I say, a, a new job, a new maybe a move is, a, of a home or something. That's, a, that's another kind of fresh start. And uh, it doesn't matter um, if we are heading for uh, preschool, or off to college, or even beyond that, many of us look the same. We're doing the same things if we're getting into elementary school or high school or college or a new job. For instance, we picked out our new outfit, how long ago? Like a week ago for some of us, last night for some of us, uh, we bought maybe new shoes, new pants, new blouse, new skirt, something, you know, we're, we're, and, and now we've got the stuff that we, we need. We've got our pens and pencils, our notebooks, our laptops, our iPhones, our iPads, all of those things. And, be, and we all have snacks because you don't know what you're going to have. Maybe you got lunch with you and you put them in your backpack, satchel, Uh, you know, briefcase. It's all versions of this. We're all still kids going back to school all of our whole lives. And, um, uh, you know, we showered not long ago, but now we're sweating because we're so nervous. You know, oh, my gosh. And uh, so we're talking about that uh, for the next couple weeks, and partly because fresh starts have been happening to God's people Forever, as long as we uh, have recorded history, God has been leading his people through fresh starts. So 2,700 years ago, about 7,000 miles away, uh, the people of God were facing a new start, a new beginning, a fresh start in the history of Israel. And the book of Isaiah, uh, the last chapters from 40 on, uh, are really about preparing God's people for this new change. There were going to be challenges, difficulties, opportunities, and and, uh, God wanted to uh, be a part of that with them. And Isaiah writes uh, Isaiah 40 as an inspiration to God's people. So I want you to put yourself in the place of yourself back on that first day. Or you can imagine being nervous, you know, anxious. Am I going to do okay? Who am I going to meet? Do I have any new friends? Am I going to be, you know, look stupid? I mean, all of that kind of anxiousness, nervousness, the weight of the world on your shoulders. And in that kind of an attitude, I want you to listen to Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. It says this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? They will run and not grow weary they will not they will walk and not be faint. <sighs> you can almost take that breath and, and relax. Uh, Does't that sound like it's written to people who need to be encouraged, uh, who are facing challenges and new beginnings and I think that studying new beginnings and fresh starts is appropriate for us here at Stonebridge. Uh, Besides the fact that we have a pastor-nominating committee that's soon going to be looking at dozens and dozens and dozens of resumes of new pastors and seeking guidance for a fresh start with a new pastor, all of us live in a world facing challenges and a nation with lots of issues and communities uh, and our own lives um, having changes and, and new beginnings. And so um, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful time to Take a look at this, and when it whether it's off to preschool or off to college, um, a new office, or just a new renewed commitment somewhere, um, God's word inspires us in a variety of ways. When we turn to Isaiah 40, the first lesson we learn is this anticipate a God designed fresh start, anticipate a God designed fresh start. See, we, we, we think oh, th- this new thing in my life, this new opportunity it's a random occurrence that has just happened to me or I decided to do it. We decided to put our kids into school. I decided to go to college. It's, it's, it's either a random thing or it's, up to, or it's me. Uh, no. There's that element of it but God's involved too. God has a design in, in store for us, a plan for us We shouldn't face the future all on our own because the fact is we don't face the future all on our own. God's God's involved. God's a part of it. He has a hand in our future, a design, and I love the way our author begins as if he's talking to someone nervous or anxious about what they're facing. And uh, again, imagine that new student about to open his new classroom door uh, and look in and see who's that teacher Or imagine the teacher sitting back at her desk or his desk and uh, she's watching the door get ready to open and to see 36 new faces come in. uh, And imagine any of us opening any of those kinds of doors and and listen again, just of the first couple lines. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. What a difference it makes when we see that God's involved. God's not surprised. Everything that's happening didn't shock him. He didn't wake up and go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, he did. He's got a part of it. Um, And some of it he has guided us into. And knowing that God has a hand in designing our fresh starts gives us peace and confidence. And we need that because one of the characteristics of fresh starts is, we don't know what's coming. We don't know. It, I mean, we, can, we, can, we got an idea. We know what it looked like to go back to school last year, to have a new job last time, but we don't know what this new one's going to look like. And sometimes bigger things are just ahead of us, and we can't see it coming. I had a friend who uh, was interviewing for a new position, for a new job, and it was a big place, hundreds of jobs they were going to be hiring. And so she showed up, and there were 100 other job applicants, and they didn't break them up. They had no one-on-ones. It was, all, it was like all of us had come to a job uh, uh, interview, and we were all together for all morning. And they did, like, team exercises, team building exercises. And we, we, all, we broke up and talked to each other. And, and then they asked us questions, and we had to have cheers. And, you know, it was like this, she thought, this is so odd. I don't, I don't notice anybody in charge looking at any of us. It's like it's a big youth group. I, I, I don't really even understand what's going on. And then they finally, several hours later, they brought them all into a room like this, and they said, okay, we got to break you up into a couple different groups, and uh, some of you will go in the other room, and you'll be uh, doing some stuff over there, and then some of us will be in this room. So if we call your name, head out, well, they'd already learned when people come or go, you got to cheer them on. So every time somebody had their name called, everybody cheered them as they walked out the door into the next room and somebody welcomed them in. And uh, they, that, that whole group, half the group left, went into that room and uh, they, the door began to close and the person turned to look at this group and uh, my friend was in it and she said, okay, well, here we go. Next, next set of exercises. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And... Uh, she turned to him, uh, turned to the group, the director, and said, you're all hired. You got the job. That group's being sent home. It's like, what? I could have been in that group. I, she had gone from I'm just interviewing to I'm employed. It was a bigger thing. She hadn't expected it. It just, it just snap happened. And That's the way. We don't know what's coming. But God has bigger things for us. Bigger, it could be just around the corner. It could be a ways off. We can't and won't know what's coming until it comes. But we can trust that God's a part of it. So this week, we have a next step for you. This week, ask God to show you the fresh start he has for you. Ask God to show you the fresh start he has for you. He has one. It might not be for today or tomorrow, but soon. We all have chapters in our lives And uh, we want to ask God to show us what he's doing because knowing that God's involved, knowing that he has something for us, um, gives us the ability to move forward with confidence even when we aren't quite sure of where we're headed. And in fact, that's our second point. Be confident. You've got this. Wouldn't that be great to, to know as we head into a new season of life? Be confident. You've got this. We can trust that God's going to be with us and we're going to have what we need when we need it. So that's the next portion of Isaiah that he's writing to be an encourager. Verse 29 says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So uh, here's a a funny thing that happens with uh, all of us. Doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are. We go into something new, and we're all nervous, right? But we think everybody else isn't. Everybody else has got it together. It's only us. We're we're the only, and everybody's looking at us. No, everybody's nervous. I used to teach my girls, when you head into something new, a brand new group or something, assume... 100% 100% of the people are nervous and uh, self-conscious and, and, uh, and you'll be right 97% of the time. But, you know, almost everybody is, feels that way. And this, the other thing that we do when we go into it is we think, ah, I, I'm going to fail. I could, I could mess this up. Do you know, there's a lot of people who've spent a lot of time planning this for us so that we don't fail. I mean, how many teachers and school districts are hoping kids drop out. None. They've got it figured out. It's going to be hard. It, it's going to be work, but we're not going to fail. Even drill instructors, you know, when you go to boot camp, which I have not, but those of you who have, I mean, sometimes you see these movies and you think, well, they're trying to get rid of people. They're trying to drum them out. No, they're trying to build them up for what comes next. It's, it, as I said, it's not going to be easy, but we're going to make it. And because and God has knows what's coming, He's preparing us for something. Sometimes we think that uh, that oh, it's just a new job. No, it's a plan for a new career. We think oh, I have a new uh, a new task to do. No, we're being prepared for new responsibilities in life. Be confident; you've got this. Um, <clears throat> so I love that Hebrews twelve. Um, speaks to us as god 's children, uh, because we we think um, I wish it would be easier i, I wish I wish change wasn 't going to be so hard, and the unknown wasn 't so frightening. no it always is do you know in school uh, uh, why are there so many phrases like No pain, no gain and uh, at cal state northridge the the education the physical education Uh, Students, they all wore t shirts that said, uh, If it doesn't hurt, it doesn't help. Really? (laughs) Why does it have to be that way? Well, we know that it is. Change takes work. And so um, Hebrews 12 says, Don't feel sorry for yourselves. Or Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children and that God regards you as his children? My dear children, don't shrug off God's discipline. Don't be crushed by it either. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as, a dear, as dear children. The trouble, isn't in, uh, the, the trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training. The normal experience of children. Wow. I, you know... As adults, we're not very used to that. But I love that God is aware of that for us. Um, so, God's involved. He's going to help get us through. And I wish I could say God got me through math at Cal State Northridge. But I don't think God would take credit for the what I call getting through. Um, uh, I was bad at math. If there, are there any elders? In, don't tell them, the elders, that I'm not very good at math. Um, uh, but... Uh, There's a math placement test. Do you know about this? In order to even take a math class, you have to pass a math placement test, which I think is a little unfair. You ought to be able to take math in order to learn math, but no, you have to take a test just to qualify to take a class, which I couldn't pass. I was a business management major, and for two of my four years... At school, I couldn't take a math class. And you know, you got to take statistics and all that kind of stuff. Ah! And uh, I had to go to Pierce Junior College for summer school to take a class on how to pass the test to take a class. So I finally passed the test. And I go to my first class. uh, And it's a basic class. So it's one of those that everybody needs. So we had 40 seats in the room. And there were 62 Students in the room. Forty had uh, gotten the were in the course, and twenty-two of us were trying tr- trying to add it. And uh, so, you know, we're sitting on the floor in the front row, and the teacher's trying to teach. And he says, "I know what I know. You're all trying to add. We have four places. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you all sign in uh, attendance every day for the next two weeks." And uh, whoever's left of the 22 of you, four will get in. Well, he knew that uh, before the two weeks were over, the the drop date would have passed. So he's going to make all 22 of us try to figure this out. And uh, I stayed the whole time. And I I was one of the last uh, six or seven students that made it to the end. The drop date had passed. And uh, we get in. And he says, "Oh, okay, for the, you seven, uh, you're all in." Oh, okay, I'm in. Woohoo! And uh, sat in the front row every week. I did all the homework. I went to I went to teacher you know appointments. I didn't understand anything that was going on. <laughs> I could not do it. I didn't get I didn't get good grades on my homework, the t- the, t- the tests. My grade was so bad going into the final, I'd have to get 100% A to pass the class. And I went to the teacher before the test, and I said, "Uh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not even going to take the test because I'm so embarrassed. And uh, I can't can't pass the class. I'm going to have to take it again. So I'm coming first to tell you I'm not going to be at class, and second, can I come back and get in? He said, just take the test. I'm like, no, I... Seriously, I can't. Do you, have, do you know me? You, I'm the guy that says, you know my scores. Right? He says, just take it. You'll be fine. You know enough. I'm like, okay. Uh, two hours later, I'm on the payphone because there are no cell phones, uh, to my girlfriend, crying because I couldn't take the test. I failed. I couldn't, I couldn't pass any of it. I got a C in the class. Guess what? Grace. That was Grace. God's name was Mr. So-and-so. Uh, that was the grace of God that got me through math. <clears throat> What's my point? <laughs> uh, my point is, it, it, is, God knew I needed it. He He's gotten me through this far. I was like a child being disciplined, being trained, and uh, it taught me not to trust other people with math, not so much for me. But God was in it. He was in it the whole class. He was in that teacher. He was in that grade. Um, we can have confidence. You've got this. We've got God on our side. He's not going to cheat for us, but he's going he's to guide us. He's going to direct us in the right path. And, and not just because we naively assume, well, it'll all work out. Every, it'll all work out. God's in charge. No, not that kind of pie-in-the-sky attitude. But having the confidence that we hope in a Lord who can renew our strength. Uh, and so this week, here's a next step for us. This week, ask yourself, if you, uh, if you would act or feel more confident if you knew God had designed a fresh start for you. So this puts the first two points together. God to f- has designed this start. How's your confidence level? Would you be more confident if you knew God had designed this for you? that he, he has this going for you. Be confident, but don't get comfortable because there's a bit more. Fresh starts are about more than starting. Fresh starts are about finishing. Fresh starts are about where we're headed. Um, no one starts a new class because they like to start classes. No one takes training because they love the hard work of training. That We do it because of the finish line. We do it because of where it's leading us, which leads to our third point. Be ready for bigger things, bigger than you expected, bigger than the class that you applied for, bigger than the training that you think you're about. God's got more for us. It's bigger than what we uh, can imagine. In fact, Ephesians says this, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine according to the power that works in us. What's the power that works in us? It's the power of God. That renews our strength. So Isaiah wraps up uh, his text by saying to the people, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, that's so encouraging. Eh. How about, does anybody need to soar like eagles to do the same old, same old? Does anybody run and not grow weary by just doing the easiest stuff? No. This is about people who have new, bigger things ahead. They're hard. We're afraid we might not make it. Why do we have to trust in God? Because we can't possibly trust in ourselves. These are big things he wants to do through us. We're the people of God in a world that needs God. He's got things for us. So uh, I love the phrase, uh, they will walk and not faint. Now, we often read scripture and we go, oh, that's nice. We walk and not faint. But we don't actually think, what the heck does that mean? I mean, how many of us in the last two weeks have been walking along going, I hope I don't faint. I hope I don't faint. (laughs) Nobody faints when they walk. That's why we walk. Because we know if we ran, we'd faint. So it's like, I'm just going to walk. You know when you walk and hope you don't faint? It's when you have been running hard, when you have been working your tail off. It's been when you've when you've when you have pushed beyond your limit. And you and you can't run any you can't run any further. You hit the end line and you you stop. And you start to just walk a little bit and you're like, I hope I don't faint. <laughs> That's walk and not faint. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. We've got this, but it's for bigger things than we've ever possibly imagined. Um, so, a couple of years ago, I met a woman who uh, was delightful, and she has the story of bigger things. Uh, uh, she had wanted, she grew up in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, was born there, and she loved playing the piano. She wanted to be a music major. She was a music major in college. She grew up playing the piano at her parents' church there in Birmingham. And uh, she thought she would play the piano. And went to college as a music major. And it wasn't until uh, she took you know, one of those general elective classes on international politics that she s- began to think, huh, maybe I won't be in music. Uh, I met her uh, a long time after college, um, a long time after she didn't realize God had a whole new fresh start, something that was bigger than anything she could possibly imagine. Uh, and when the fresh start came, she was b- ready for bigger things. So I had the chance a couple of years ago uh, to meet former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, first African American woman to be Secretary of State, first woman to be national security advisor to the president of the United States. Bigger things. Bigger things. Nothing wrong with being a music major. Nothing wrong with playing the piano. But God had bigger things for this one person. So I have a next step for you. Review an area or time in your life where you have soared on wings like eagles. We've all done it. We've all had those moments where it's like, yes, yes, I've made it. I did it and write down one thing you'd do differently right now if you could run and not grow weary. Ask God to give you a fresh start. What was it like when you, when you soared? And when was the last time that happened for you? And what's one thing you'd do differently right now if you knew you could run and not grow weary? People of God, Do you know? Have you heard? The Lord's the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. We who hope in the Lord will renew our strength. We will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not be faint. Welcome to your fresh start.